I mean it, Michael. Do you want a preview, you old flirt? <laughs> Storm's oh. coming up, Annie. You better get home quick. Don't you just love New Year's? We could start all over. Happy New Year to you! In jail! Go on home, they're waiting for you. Here's your New Year's gift! Hope you like it! Some of the good stuff, right? Good coming up. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! just previews this is this is opening night and what is up podcast people and soundtrack geniuses around the world you are listening to the soundcast the official podcast of tracksounds.com and this is episode 71 our 2014 movie music preview and on the line with us today we have Marius Massilar, Helen Son and Richard Buxton Gentlemen and ladies, how are you? Awesome. Very good. good. Happy New Year to you. I know it's February, but Happy New Year anyway. You guys have a great New Year? Absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. Well, it's good to be talking with you guys again. Um, I appreciate the sh- everyone being able to jump on with such short notice. I think we're all just ready for some soundtrack discussion with like real people because we don't get to do that very often at least i don't talking to our pets (laughs) 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 and i and they and we argue with them they're like no 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 more han zimmer they're like yes more (laughs) um (laughs) we do have uh two special guests um kristen romanelli who is a contributor to filmscore monthly online dot com uh fmonlinemag.com that's the one i can't get the title I can get. Never ever have you gotten that right. <laughs> that's why I gave you the 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 the, the lead in to just say, it, but you said the title instead. But that's okay. But Kristen, oh. it's great to have you back on the Soundcast once again. Glad to be back. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure. And our first time guest. We love having first time guests. Uh, we have Allison Loring, who is a contributor to Film School Rejects, and that's just filmscorerejects.com, which they have a logical domain for their name of their <laughs> site. Uh, but she also writes for Fan Voice. And she also works for a unique music company entitled Vanacore Music. Allison Loring, welcome to the Soundcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Our our pleasure. And the reason I went straight to Allison Loring, well, not straight, I read your article some weeks ago. Um, on your 15 most anticipated movie soundtracks and scores uh, of 2014. And I thought, ah, this would be the perfect person to come <laughs> on and uh, talk about 2014 uh, movie scores. So thank you so much for, for, for joining us. Um, tell us a little about what you write. Do you write just exclusively about film scores and soundtracks for film, uh, film school rejects? I do. I have a bi-weekly column there, um, which is inappropriately titled Oral Fixation, but it's spelled A-U-R-A-L. I've seen that. I'm like, was that your idea? (laughs) It was one of my brilliant editor's ideas, so I can't take credit for it. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. But um, yeah, I write about music primarily in film uh, with Film School Rejects and analyze soundtracks and scores, kind of try to ask questions uh, about what's coming out and how music relates to what's hitting theaters. Awesome. 
and your work for Fanvoice? With Fanvoice, I'm able to kind of branch out into television um, and music on TV there. And this year, I've actually just kind of started breaking away from music a little bit more and just writing about entertainment in general. But my primary focus is music because that's obviously what I'm most passionate about. Right, right. Awesome, awesome. And then you have you work for a, an interesting um, company called Vanacore Music. What is Vanacore Music? Vanacore Music is actually a custom composing library. It was founded by David Vanacore, who is best known for composing on shows like Survivor, The Apprentice, um, Big Brother. And he has a company where he has a variety of different composers who work with him. And I help in licensing that music to different productions, whether it's television, film, we're trying to get into commercials now as well. Mm. Awesome. So you're just like inundated with music and film. <laughs> I am. And... I have a very primary focus. I think it kind of leads <laughs> into all the facets of my life. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and what also is awesome is that um, we have uh, three ladies at the same time on a Woo-hoo! podcast about film music. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> have you guys ever been on a podcast with three ladies together at the same time? Never. No. <laughs> have you ever spoken to two other female film music aficionados at the same time yes okay a <laughs> have... gets around <laughs> <laughs> well it's not that kind of podcast come on helen <laughs> <laughs> it is it is a privilege to to have all three of you on and it should make for a really interesting discussion uh and as i mentioned before our topic of the night is going to be uh, our 2014 film music preview. Before we get there, though, it's been like two months since we've done a What Have You Been Listening To? And actually, I had someone tweet at me. I wish I could remember uh, the handle, the person who tweeted. They're like, when you do another soundcast, I need some new music to listen to. And you guys always bring up interesting um, titles that I haven't heard of. So I, I need something. So um, and I told them, like, look, we may be able to squeeze one in here shortly which made them happy. So that's where we're going to start tonight is uh, what have you been listening to? One soundtrack that really has impacted us positively or negatively um, that you just kind of like to share with the audience. And um, we will start with our, our guests first and ladies first. Kristen Romanelli, what have you been listening to? Well, it's not exactly film music per se, but it's music by film composers. Richard Harwood, uh, the cellist, has released a CD called Composing Without the Picture, which features um, solo cello work that's been written by film composers like Ennio Morricone, uh, Benjamin Walfish, and it's really, it's a really stunning uh, album. It's a, it's a great compilation that really highlights the range of the cello and the range of these composers really hmm. I've not heard of that is it available everywhere that's a very good question one that I am not able to answer at this time <laughs> and I really I... should because I spoke with him this week <laughs> <laughs> uh, so how much music is it is it a, a, a normal a normal mm-hmm. length release let me look it's an hour and 21 minutes oh, oh okay yeah, so, it has uh, talk, Miklos Rocha, Ennio Morcone, John Williams, Christopher Gunning, Dario Marine- Marianelli. It's, it's, yeah, it's a really, really good compilation. Um, I just searched it on Amazon. It's available for eight ninety nine. Nice. So that's the MP3 or, or <laughs> CD or what? Um, 
I think it's MP3. Yes, it's MP3. Okay. Okay. Awesome. And the title again was Composing, Composing Without, Without the, the picture. picture. Okay. Awesome. And no um, violas on it, though. No violas. It's solo cello. <laughs> and there's uh, one track that features a bass drum that he also plays. Wow. Okay. He's really? Very it. intriguing. It's it's really interesting. Okay. Very good. Um, Allison Loring, what have you been listening to? I have actually been listening to a throwback um, because based off an unfortunate incident of Philip Seymour Hoffman passing away, mm-hmm. it actually reminded me of one of my favorite soundtracks uh, from a film he did called Jack Goes Boating. And I loved the soundtrack from that movie. I think not a lot of people knew about it, but it was something that I played nonstop that year. Um, It's got artists like Fleet Foxes, Grizzly Bear, uh, Cat Power, and it's just one of those soundtracks that you can kind of keep on in the background. And when you pay attention to it, it's great, and when it kind of fades away, it's still great as well. It's, It's great background music, but also when you're actively listening to it, it's great as well. So it kind of surprised me because I wasn't, totally aware of that movie when it came out but when i was sent the music i was like this is really really great so it became one of my favorite soundtracks awesome now i do have a question yes uh i think i just heard you say uh some name that had the name fox in it and then grizzly bear and then cat something oh is yeah that... that's really funny <laughs> is it just accidental that they're that's all animals accidental i did not do it that way I also like, has this... bold frap and <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I picked the animal one. <laughs> I was like, wait, is that intentional? That's weird. Um, I have not heard of that film or or that soundtrack. Were there any score tracks on the release, or is it all kind of? Is it a compilation of? It's a compilation. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we'll allow for it. Normally, we don't allow those in our. Oh, gates. I'm sorry. <laughs> I should have put it on the thing. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. I mean, just to have the the animal joke run through was worth it <laughs> um, um so helen son what have you been listening to um christoph beck's frozen why uh, just kidding <laughs> <laughs> that was my question <laughs> now just the score tracks or those god I, i've songs? been listening to the whole thing so oh wow yeah and um i i like it i like beck's music yeah um and he, he did a good job in this one. I would recommend it. There's not a lot of score, actually, on the... But did you get the deluxe or the regular? I did. I got the deluxe. But the oh, second God, there's disc a deluxe. Is, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> the second disc is not really worth it. Uh, <laughs> it's just, like, outtakes. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Um, score on it. Okay. I mean, the, I think the thing I liked the most from that score was the very first song, the very first track i guess it is the one that's yeah, more cutting the... one yeah that's... yes yeah i thought that was very well done i was like oh this is gonna be great and um well marius what have you been listening to um i unexpectedly opened rdo the other day and uh noticed a new score um, unexpectedly well unexpectedly because i didn't expect to be getting new scores it's fairly rare that they pop up in the main screen for me oh i see gotcha um but anyways it was the monuments men um, mm. Alexandre Desplat, and I thought, okay, well, that's you know, it's going to be a fairly familiar sound coming from him. Um, but I have been enjoying the hell out of that score. It is so good. It is such an interesting, um, old-fashioned throwback. Very melodic. Um, very. It's got a sense of humor. It makes me smile in a lot of the tracks. 
um, just in the way it's orchestrated and the, mm-hmm. the performances are lively. It's it's fun. It makes me want to see the film more than I did after seeing the trailer. So, Okay. Uh, that's I haven't listened to it yet, um, but I've heard similar things from people who have. I think you'll like it. You'll see what I mean when you when you give it a spin. It's it's very it's got a character to it. Hmm. Has anyone else listened to it yet? Yeah, yeah, it's good. I I don't like it as much as Marius because the the comedic side of it doesn't appeal to me. But they it has some really nice parts. Hmm. Comedic as in like Mickey Mouse comedic or no no more of a quirky. Yeah, okay. it's not so much like Mickey Mousing as just it has it's it's got like tongue in cheek thing going on all the time. Okay. Well, the reviews of the film have not been so great, which that's disappointing because I was actually looking forward to see it, but um, seeing it, but um, I think I'll be waiting on that one. It's kind of like um, the kind the kind of music he composes for Wes. Anderson's movies. Oh, really? See, I love that stuff. I love his Wes Anderson film score. Quirky. Very quirky. Yeah. It's got okay. that flavor to it. Okay. I think. Well, then in that case, now I'm excited. Yeah, I really, I really it. think you'll enjoy this one, Chris. It's, it's definitely, um, it's the kind of score that you tend to enjoy as well. Mm. So. Okay. All right, and, and that seems I can see him. I mean, well, he likes to work with George Clooney. I think he's done a couple of his movies. Um, as opposed to some other films he's scoring this year, which we'll talk about later. <laughs> um, um, Richard, what have you been listening to? Um, I have been listening to Gunshi Kanbei, which is a score by Yugo Kanna. Of course. And, yep, yeah, <laughs> um, I was li- looking forward to this for a long time because it's one of the NHK uh, Tiger scores. Oh, right. And it definitely didn't disappoint. By far, one of the best I've heard from the series and Easily the best score so far this year. Really, I've not, I'm not, I'm not even heard of Yuzo Kano. Um, I don't think he's done anything big, really, until now. But uh, mm. yeah, if you listen to it, I pretty much guarantee you'll like it. So okay, big, really, really big symphonic sweeping yeah. kind of yeah. thing. All, okay. all the way throughout. So okay, very impressive. Wonderful. I look forward to checking it out. Um, and uh, I've been listening to uh, a recent release, uh, the, the Legend of Hercules by uh, Tom, Thomas Cantalin. Uh, Cantalin, and I always get his name wrong. Uh, but I was really surprised. By, I shouldn't have been surprised because I really like his work. Uh, if you're not familiar with uh, Thomas Cantalin, he's done, he did Arn the, the Templar. Oh, gosh. Something. Arn the Something Templar. Uh, he did Mongol, he did uh, a couple of years ago, he did the Italian Key, and I really, really love his work. And I was expecting this to be really kind of just, you know, just what you would expect for uh, a, a sword and sandals type of a film, which it is. But it, it's it's pretty big and pretty powerful at times, even though I, the orchestra doesn't seem like it's huge, he gets the most out of it. And there's a few parts that sound a little tiny cheap, but most of the time it's really, it's pretty powerful stuff there and even starts to tap dance around Howard Shorean kind of things. You're like, hmm, that, you know, I could hear that coming from Middle Earth or something. So uh, really surprised, really pleasantly surprised. At times you you might get a little Zimmer vibe, like a batman type vibe from it. 
Um, so it kind of weaves in and out of these different flavors that you're familiar with. But it doesn't sound like, maybe it sounds like James Newton Howard sometimes, but it really doesn't sound like anyone else. Um, and it's just like good. And you're like, I can't, I, it doesn't remind me um, as a whole, it doesn't remind me of, of anyone else's work but his. So it's really enjoyable. Listen, um, uh, I think it's available everywhere right now. Amazon, iTunes. Uh, I highly recommend uh, you check out The Legend of, of Hercules. For me, um, it's probably tied for the best release uh, this year so far, which I'll talk about the other one later when we get into our 2014 rundown. Did I miss anybody? Has everyone shared what they've been listening to? I think I got everyone. That's everyone. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, um, that's the, the wonderful film music we've been listening to. We love to find out what you've been listening to. And Marius is going to tell you how to let us know. Yeah, it's been so long, I hardly remember how to get in touch with, <laughs> with everyone. Um, so we can be reached by email. You can reach us at soundcast at tracksounds.com. We have a cool little widget on our website called SpeakPipe, and you can use it to record a voicemail if you want to actually talk to us. We are at tracksounds on Twitter. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash tracksounds. And, of course, you can listen and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Stitcher Radio. We're on iTunes. And we're also on TuneIn Radio. And uh, we also have an RSS feed if you're from the 90s and remember what those are. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, also, we have a YouTube channel, so you can take a look at some of our interviews at youtube.com slash tracksounds. Awesome. And we do love getting feedback from you. And uh, so we look forward to hearing from you on any of those multitude of means. Um, so that's going to bring us to our 2014 film music preview. Guys and gals, um, 2014 is in front of us, and 2013 is behind us. All right, let's get moving. Um, we're going to speed through the months and kind of hit some of the big, uh, the bigger, more familiar film titles. So everyone listening, understand we're not trying to be exhaustive here. We would be here for five hours uh, <laughs> if we tried to hit everything. So we're going to go through the year and kind of hit some of the, the, the bigger, more well-known titles and ones that have composers announced um, thus far. So we're in February. We've talked about Monuments Men, Alexander de Pla. I'm looking forward to hear that um, as soon as we're done here. Robocop, Pedro Bronfman, Brazilian composer. It's out now. Um, anybody have some thoughts about that? Who is he? Who's, who's Pedro? Yeah, he worked on a couple Brazilian films with a Brazilian director. I guess the director who's directing this remake. Um, and he kind of brought him along with him to this project. Very I good. I just have never heard of him. Flips. I listened to some so, clips, and it seemed okay, but, you know, nothing stood out to me. It does not hmm. seem okay to me. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong I, like, clenched to my jaw until, I swear, I felt a filling crack. It's, <laughs> it was like library music. It was, oh, <laughs> it was so generic. And this, the original movie is so wonderful, and... Yeah. so richly layered that something this generic and then putting them putting the theme in there yeah 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 it, it just 
was too much. <laughs> there, there are a few cues. I, I will admit, there are a few cues that do have moments where I'm like, okay, I can see that this composer is probably very talented and was probably boxed in by a budget or by producers or something. Mm-hmm. Probably. But uh, it's, it's not worthy of RoboCop. <laughs> that being I was a very surprised that they used. Yeah, I was surprised that they used it, the theme as well. I thought they would uh, abandon it oh. completely. Um, but you know, they—I don't know what the storyline is and why he changes suits. But you know, he has a suit that's kind of similar to the original RoboCop suit in some of the scenes, and then later he's in the all-black, much more modernized one. I don't know if he gets like destroyed and they have to rebuild him yet again. I don't know what the deal is there, but. Um, uh, Allison, have you heard anything of the RoboCop score? I have not, not yet, no. Okay, you should check it out. <laughs> um, it's in, it's interesting, and you know, it's kind of out of nowhere. This Pedro Bronfman, I mean, it's just like, where did he come from? <laughs> And so we have a, a little surprise visit. Edmund jumped online, so Edmund is now on the call, and Edmund is going to now be also sharing uh, his thoughts on 2014 uh, movie preview. Welcome, Edmund. Hello. Sorry I'm late. Uh, no worries, man. No worries. Glad to have you. So we're just in February. We talked about Robocop a little bit, um, and uh, coming up. Uh, just next week or in a week and a half or so. I don't even know what today is. But on the 21st of February, Pompeii by Clinton Shorter. Kind of looking forward to that just because it's Clinton Shorter. I heard a little bit of the music and it didn't blow me away. But I've been waiting for something really good from him since District 9, although he did Two Guns or something last year. What what kind of uh, style uh, is the music that you heard so far? Because I was curious uh, to hear what you do with it. It was, it, was, it was symphonic, but it was a little generic. You know, just kind of like... It would it would serve the purpose, but not stand out otherwise. Oh. Um, but again, it was just clips, so you never can be sure yeah. that they picked the best, you know, for the clips. Um, so anyone, <laughs> that movie. I mean, every time I see the trailer, I'm like, all right, are you Gladiator or <laughs> what are you exactly? You know, I mean, it's just it makes me laugh every time I see it because I don't know what they're trying to be or what they're trying to do. Um, it's such an odd trailer. Is anyone going to go see that, actually? In theaters? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh... That sounds like a no. Uh... <laughs> okay. Um, and then Stalingrad, okay, that comes out this month, so it wasn't all that far in advance. Um, but excellent score. So let's move to March. Uh, 300 Rise of an Empire by Junkie XL. Tom Holkenberg, I think is his real name. Um, I think that's this is his first feature, uh, certainly solo. Um, of course, the great Tyler Bates did the original <laughs> film score. <laughs> um, um, anybody have any thoughts about that? I uh, heard some clips from it already. Uh, sounds very much like Man of Steel. So, moving on. <laughs> 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 Are you serious? Does it really sound like Man of Steel? Yeah, it sounds a lot like the uh, Zod quote-unquote theme. The Z- oh, was there a Zod theme? There's a lot, there's a lot, a lot of that theme. rhythmic drumming stuff. and 
Okay, we lost Allison, but we'll just continue on. She'll be back. Is she back? I'm back. Just back. keep going. I'll, when I jump back in, I'll catch up. <laughs> okay, that's yeah. It's, you're not gone for long. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, okay, I was not. I was not expecting that kind of description. Well, um, I mean, the reason the reason Mr. Junkie XL is on that in the first place is because Zack Snyder was so impressed by his contributions to Man of Steel that he recommended. Oh, him. is that so? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Awesome, I guess. Um, <laughs> Helps to have friends uh, in high places. It, it does help. And that's not his only uh, project this year, as we'll find out shortly. Uh, so you guys all see the list on, on on the notes there. If something jumps out at you that you want to bring up, please go ahead and jump right in. Um, so we're in March now. And, you know, I was really looking forward to Mr. Peabody and Sherman because I grew up with that cartoon. Um Somehow, when Danny Elfman does animated stuff now, it's not. Uh, it's not what it used to like be. Solid, yeah, it's solid, but you know, it's just. Well, I take that back. I really enjoyed Franken Weenie. Yeah. Because that was like a return to old school Elfman, mm-hmm. um, and he hadn't done that style in a while, so I really enjoyed that. But yeah, but see, stylistically, that was in the right place, but it still didn't do it for me. I, it still didn't push the right hmm. buttons. Um, really? Yeah, I just, I don't know. I didn't. I wasn't feeling it. Hmm, okay. So I don't want that for Mr. Peabody and Sherman, though. <laughs> I don't, that's not what I'm looking for there, you know. Uh, he did Epic, right, last year? Yeah, he year? did. Which you guys all said sound like John Powell, but it did still somehow it, it didn't, that hadn't clicked for me. Maybe that's what we're in for? Um, I don't know. But I am kind of in a backwards way looking forward to that uh, after seeing the trailer. Uh, even though I thought at first they were going to ruin my childhood. Then I saw I was like, oh, it's okay. This might be all right. Um, Grand Budapest Hotel, Alexander Dupla. I'm assuming because it's Wes Anderson. It'll be quirky. Yep. Yeah, we like quirky. Uh, can anyone confirm that? I, I have a question mark by because I wasn't sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm, fa- sure. I'm fairly sure it's Dupla. Yeah, I think it's sure? him. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've heard good things about the the movie. If if you like Wes Anderson stuff, I think it delivers more of that. I keep thinking it's a sequel to the Best Exotic Marigold Hotel. Well, Me too. <laughs> why is Tom Me Newman too. not doing it? <laughs> Every time I see it, I do think about that. Film. I still love that score. <laughs> oh, it's awesome! Amazing, amazing. Score. That's my do work score. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. I love that score. I don't know why it just works for me. It's kind of exotic. It's gentle. It's Thomas Newman. Yeah, it's got a little, it's got a little um, indie vibe at times. Yeah, but it's not heavy-handed. It's no, it's not. It's subtle. It's not Slumdog Millionaire. No, no, it's it not. not. <laughs> uh, still in March, Need for Speed. Nathan first. I saw that trailer and I was like, Why are they <laughs> doing this to us? Because Fast and Furious makes money. Exactly. Exactly. But I'm glad they didn't get Brian was... Tyler. Well, at least we might have gotten a decent score out of it. I mean, I don't... Nathan first. Anyone... I know of Noah's name, but I can't think of any titles by him uh, at the Dust moment. to Glory, I think, came out... Dust to Glory? Dust to Glory. Yeah, it was a sports score. It came out a, a few years ago, mid-2000s something. I remember it being okay. having a few, like, Gladiator rip-offs, oddly enough. Interesting. Okay. Is Is he a remote control guy? I don't believe so. Hmm. Okay. Uh, he, he had another so, he had another score a couple years ago, which was like for like one of those like pseudo army recruitment movies. I think it was called Act yeah. of Valor or something. Act of Valor, that's the thing. I, oh, 
That wasn't bad okay, either. It was a little that. it was a little yeah. generic, but it wasn't bad. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty generic to me. Yeah. Um, okay, well, interesting. Well, we'll see where that goes. Uh, Allison, if we hit any that are on your list <laughs> of your of your fifteen most anticipated, um, please do just uh, chime in and shout and out. Yeah, I was gonna say, um, Mr. Peabody and Sherman with Danny Elfman was on my list. Um, I'm with you, Christopher. I'm I'm hoping it will be good, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. And also, Grand Budapest Hotel to see what Despot does um, on that Wes Anderson film. I'm sure it'll be quirky, yeah. but it could work. Yeah. And usually they mix in some classical pieces, yeah. and, you know, along with his stuff, which always seems to just work. It just works yes. well. Uh, did you enjoy Epic? I actually didn't see Epic. Did you hear the score? I heard bits of it. I didn't hear the full thing. Okay. Um, and and I wasn't blown away or displeased by it. I think it was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. It, it it didn't sound like Elfman. No. If you would, if you didn't tell me, I wouldn't have guessed. Oh, that's Danny Elfman. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, still in March, Divergent, um, three twenty on March twenty first. Hans Zimmer and Junkie XL. I don't think Zimmer's involved with that. Oh, he's not. He's not no, I think just he's just, he's he's producing it. But um, I get the feeling that okay. Junkie XL is this year's model of Lorne Balfe. It's looking that way, isn't it? Yeah. These must it's have friends in very high places. Well. <laughs> I mean, well, Lauren, Lauren, Balf, and Zimmer have done the the Son of God um, film, which I think they put together all. I think it's from the Bible series that they had done last year, and they just went into the New Testament. Yeah. So I think it's along that same line. But Lauren's on his own two feet now. He's doing awesome for himself. So it's true. It's very true. And he stepped his game up last year. But that film, Divergent, I have no desire whatsoever. Kristen, is that up your alley? Um, well, I've been meaning to read the book since, I don't know, I since guess. Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Yikes. I, I, I've seen it talked about a lot on, like, social media, and I want yeah. to know, and this is how I got myself into the Fifty Shades of Grey situation. I want to know <laughs> what it's about. I want to understand it before I say anything about it. So... Mm. Um, well, just ba- have you seen the trailer? I have seen the trailer. Does it not look god awful? Um, I'm not sure about god awful, but it does awful. It does <laughs> look tropetastic. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love that's that a, word. That's a very good way to put it. I mean, it's just oh my gosh. And Cheyenne Woodley, I can't. I just don't connect. There's something that I can't connect to with her for some reason. Um, and she's the star, and I'm like, yeah, I can't go there i will say um, this I, though i'd rather i'd rather watch a hunger games ripoff than a twilight ripoff true um i mean like, agreed i mean twilight is self ripping off of themselves <laughs> i mean it's like it's like imploding upon itself <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I'll, I'll take ya uh, post-apocalyptic whatever over twilight any day <laughs> yeah Paranormal <laughs> romances, the icky. Uh, well, I yeah, I hope we get a good score out of it. That's that's my thought. Um, Noah comes at the end of March. Uh, Darren Aronofsky's take on the flood story, and of course Clint Clint Mansell working with um, 
Oh, heck, I just lost their name. The Quartet. Kronos Quartet? Kronos Quartet, mm-hmm. yeah. Like the fountain. Uh, yes. My prediction is Sahara meets the fountain. I really, really hope it's more Sahara than the fountain. <laughs> is <laughs> Nicholas Dodd amazing. orchestrating it? I have no idea. I wish. I hope. Sahara was a lot of fun. It was. It was a lot of fun. It's the least Mansell Mansell score, and yeah. also by far his best. Which is true. I mean, I, I can get into some of his stuff. Um, I don't think there'll be a lot of fun going on in in, in Noah, um, uh, but the action maybe can kind of go in that direction. Oh no, there was another. I looked up some Clint Mansell stuff on YouTube, and there was a movie that, like, I was thinking this is hitting the the hitting it. No, it was actually uh, Eric who Eric. Man, I'm having a hard time tonight remembering names. Eric. Eric Woods. Eric Woods. He he posted something that that was spot on to what would fit with Noah, I think, by Clint Mansell. So we'll see. We'll see. Anyone excited about that score? Any or anyone any Clint Mansell fans here? I like Clint Mansell. Yeah. I like Moon. Okay. What what um of his work do you really like, uh, Allison? Oh man. I'm I'm kind of a Clint Mansell junkie, so I'm Oh, really? I'm probably a minority in this group, um, but I, I mean, I've liked a lot of his, you know, from the beginning up until now. I always feel like when I'm looking over scores from the past year, his stuff always really stands out to me, um, mm. and, I, and I do like his collaborations with Aronofsky, so I do kind of have high hopes for this film, but um, I, you know, I kind of like that he, in my opinion, kind of plays a little bit outside the box from time to time. Um, Mm-hmm. And I was fortunate enough to get to see him randomly perform live in Los Angeles. And I think maybe that kind of made me appreciate his process more, just seeing how he incorporates quartets with the kind of electronic influences he yeah. uses to create these yeah. layered scores that, to me, I find really interesting. Um, yeah. You know, he did the Stoker score last year, which yep. absolutely blew me away. That was one of my favorites of the year. So when I saw that he was pairing back up with Aronofsky, um, Noah was definitely on my anticipated list for this year to see what they do together. Nice. And Kristen, you mentioned you, you're into the, the Mansell thing. I am into the Mansell thing. Um, <laughs> I did I did like um, The Fountain. Um, mm-hmm. I love Requiem for a Dream. Um the wrestler appealed to me. Um, I I like his style. I do. Mm-hmm. And I really like the work that he does with Kronos Quartet. Mm-hmm. It's very distinctive. His work is very, very distinctive. Did he do Only God Forgives last year? That was no, Martinez. that's, that's Martinez. Cliff Martinez. Okay, sorry. Similar names. Same initials. God, you know. Chris. <laughs> he, he's actually- I don't like either of them. It seems like the kind of film he would do. He's actually tweeted about people mixing him up with Cliff Martinez. He's like, Cliff Mar- I do Cliff all the Martinez time. Martinez is very talented, but I'm not him. <laughs> <laughs> I mix them up all the time. Because they do, they, they do the same, similar kinds of projects. Yeah. You know, you yeah. could flip-flop them very easily on a lot of projects they do. Um, One of these days, okay. a director with oh. a bad sense of humor is going to hire both. <laughs> uh, and then the people will be right every time. I'm like, was that Clint Mansell or or Cliff Martin. Yes. Oh, it's yes. both. Right. Um, all right. Well, let's move into April because then things start to heat up a little bit um, for those who aren't Clint Mansell fans anyway. <laughs> um, starting off April is uh, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, 
Henry Jackman. Yay! I want to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, I like Jackman. I I really like his X Men work. He's he's hit and miss. Yeah. He is a little hit and miss. And I'm a little worried that this one will be a miss. I I've heard some like early talk that he was saying like you know because it's set in the present day you know it'll be a much more modern score than the last yeah. one which makes me feel like oh he's gonna throw away the Sylvester theme that's great. I'm mm. interested in seeing what comes of it because Jackman's work seems to really shine when he's doing things that are either comic based or animated. And mm. I, I think it's a chance for him to break out of that, you know, chugga, 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 chugga action mode. And, um, I, I, I think because it's really, you think, you think it's going to be out of the action. Mode? I think it will give him a chance to, go out of that because it's comic book based and because it's going to be tying the movie itself is going to be tying in to Avengers 2. So mm-hmm. um, I, I know that uh, Brian Tyler has had some input into the score also and yep. they have been really trying to unify the Marvel sound. So I'm, yep. I'm wondering if they're going to go into that direction as well and i'd love to mm. see him have a chance to do that sort of thematic work yeah i agree with you well we've heard, we've heard and, the celestri theme in three marvel movies now it's so. true yes have we yeah thor 2 yeah oh yeah yeah that little itty bitty bit it is so great <laughs> so cool <laughs> um yeah that's yeah, that's good I, i'm looking forward to it i think it i think it'll be an interesting score and the movie looks a lot better than I was anticipating. I was kind of like, really? I don't know how much I want to see that. But now that I've seen that trailer, I was like, that looks pretty good. Um, Allison, did that make your list? It didn't, unfortunately. And why not? <laughs> <laughs> um, did any comic book movie score make your list? Do we have many? Actually, Do we have this no, year? we did. The Amazing Spider-Man 2 made my list. Oh right, we're about to get there. Yeah, yes, I don't want to jump ahead, but um, no, so, Captain American did not. Did you like the first one? I thought it was okay. I, you know, I don't know that I'm the right audience for that. It's not really my kind of movie. Um, and to be honest, a lot of those scores sound very similar to me. And I get that Marvel's trying to unify the sound, which I think is wise. But um, those scores haven't ever really stood out to me. Yeah. Well, at that level, I mean, that was the. It was that, and then what Avengers came out, and those two, you know, obviously both Alan Silvestri, so they sound very similar. Right. But outside of that, it was like, yeah, it's all- means Vadi over here, and Craig Armstrong over there, yeah. and Patrick Doyle over there. So it was all over the place. Um, so that's interesting if they are trying to bring it together thematically, which we talked about. I was like, that would be so awesome to have these movies, you know, that you could that the scores would have some interconnectability. Um, but at the same time, you don't want it to be bland either, you know. Uh, how do you keep it distinctive yet connected, you know, across multiple uh, movie franchises? That's that's quite a trick. Um, and I look I look forward to seeing them try to pull that off because no one, I mean, no one's done what they did to start with, um, with the whole Avengers thing, and to do it musically, I think that's a brilliant but difficult, uh, a difficult road to walk. Um. Rio 2? Woohoo! Is it John Powell? Woo-hoo! I don't know if it's John Powell or and not. It's John Powell. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Okay. And I'm definitely looking forward to that, although not quite as much as the other John Powell. 
<laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> yeah. This is his warm-up. That'll be his warm-up. That's out on April 11th of this year, so not that long from now. We'll be having some... It's been over a year. We had no Powell last year. I know. It was awful. <laughs> I was suffering. Yes. yes. We yes. definitely need our Powell fix. Indeed, indeed. Um, although, Rio, the score, I mean, it was okay. Uh, it's not... It would, I wouldn't say it's one of my favorite John Powell scores. It's, it doesn't um, stand out, but it's, it's solid enough for what it is. It's solid, but, you know, he sets a pretty high bar for himself. Yeah. So yeah. if it's not, like, mind-blowing, this is not like, yeah, it is fine, <laughs> you know. I liked <laughs> it better than um, the other two, though, Mars Needs Moms. Yes, and, um, that was media. Oh, what was the other one? The I really Seuss liked one. Mars Needs Moms. Oh, Horton? No, not Horton. I loved Horton. The other one, um, the Lorax. tree one. Lorax. Right. Oh, yeah, that was real. that was very yeah mediocre. lorax was quite weak and i mars needs moms was the one that i thought was like okay but it not okay. not exceptional yeah. rio i enjoyed i really liked mars needs moms i don't know i remember you saying it, that it i was, just it was yeah. solid but they're, they're all just kind of in this like middle ground compared to you know his top stuff i, I don't know i thought like mars needs moms he used like a lot more electronics than he normally does in his in his animated did, scores yeah. and and it was just like he did three or four solid themes running through it and I don't know. I thought he did a good job on that. I thought that one stood out for me. Yeah. I mean, he always, well, almost always does a good job. Um, but, you know. It's it, like Chris said, he sets a high bar for himself. <laughs> he yeah. spoiled I mean, us. When, yeah, it's true. I mean, when he nails it, I mean, no one can keep up with him. You know, when he's just, when he when he really, really nails it. Um, and he can't even keep up with himself. <laughs> it's just impossible to expect it every time. Although we do. Um... And then we have in uh, the 17th of April, Transcendence, Michael Dana. That's a very surprising, that was a very surprising announcement to me. Uh, that is the Wally Fister, who is the DP for, uh, the for, or former DP for um, Christopher Nolan. He's kind of struck out on his own. Be interesting to see a DP go to, to the director's chair. I'm sure it's happened before, but nothing comes to mind. Um, and it stars... Uh, wasn't uh Jan, Jan what Johnny Depp, yeah. The guy the speed director. I think he used to be Jan DeBont? Yeah, Jan DeBont. I think he was a DP. Oh was yeah. he? Okay. Yeah, I remember Did he do job. anything after speed? <laughs> uh Tomb Raider two. <laughs> Tomb Raider two. Okay. <laughs> it's the only wow. one that's, that jumps right. to mind. <laughs> um anyone else surprised by that announcement, Michael Dan? I wasn't surprised, no. Um but the premise kind of reminds me of Dollhouse, um, which Michael Dano was mm. a composer for. So, what? yeah, he was Michael Dano. He was one of the he that? was one of the composers for it. So um, I didn't know that. He does the Joss Whedon the Joss Whedon Dollhouse. Yes, the Joss Whedon Dollhouse. Oh. So the, did he compose the main theme? No, that was a pop song, I believe, that had the lyrics removed. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew that. Allison, do you know that? No, one? I don't know that one. Okay. Yeah, there's hmm. actually a very interesting analysis done on that song by Janet K. Halfyard, but um, hmm. I'll have to check that out. So read it. He does have he does have experience in the genre, at least on the television level. So I kind of see and that as an like extension of that. I mean, this is kind of like a uh, 
human downloaded into a computer thing, right? And Dollhouse was about downloading brains. That's true. That's true. So it's like inverted? It's kind of in kind Dollhouse of. inverted. Yeah. Yeah. It's Dollhouse inverted. I, I just fully expected Hans Zimmer or someone of that um, of that camp to be on it. Did, did anyone else have that expectation that it was just, hey, it's got to be someone, Zimmer or somebody? Not really. No? I think, wow, well, I, I just, I, I, I think Michael Dan is going to be a, a very interesting choice. Like, I don't. Oh, I agree. I wasn't that surprised because uh, it just tells me that the director is willing to risk a more nuanced approach, um, mm-hmm. which gives me good vibes about the film in general. Hmm. Okay. I thought they'd have someone like Atticus Ross. <laughs> oh, my. Dodged <laughs> the bullet there. <laughs> Although, yeah, I do like his score for um, The Book of Eli. I was just going to say I, that. I like that score, I too. Re- yeah, that's, that's a very enjoyable score. And I could almost see that kind of a vibe here, but I have I don't know what to expect this movie. The trailer is really... The teasers that they put out that were really weird and not very well produced. And I was like, what is this going to be? So we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm Michael Dana. Hey, I'm looking forward. Former Q Award winner for best, best, or what was, what did he win? Two best dramatic. Best, best dramatic. My life of pie. Went on. Hmm? For life of pie. Yeah. And then he went on to win the Oscar the next week. So follow the cues. You'll know who won the Oscar. <laughs> That's how it works. At least one time. <laughs> I think that was a fluke, um, unfortunately. <laughs> Why was it a fluke? Because we have better taste Oscars than the Oscars. Oh, I see. I see. Yes, I would agree. Uh, anything else in April? If not, we'll move to May quickly. Um, Allison, one of yours, I think, on your top 15 is in May. Yes, it is. Spider-Man 2. Yeah. And I put it on there. I mean, I'm not a huge Zimmer fan, but I was surprised by what he did with Man of Steel last year. So kind of based on that, I thought this may work. He seems to kind of understand the superhero world. Um, And I know that... You were pleasantly surprised? (laughs) No, I was. I was pleasantly surprised. Okay. I'll just clarify. Yeah, sorry. I was pleasantly surprised. I liked Man of Steel, too. Yeah. Yeah, we know, Helen. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it wasn't one of my tops of the year, but it definitely stood out to me. And The Amazing Spider-Man, with the reboot, they seem to be focusing a little bit more on the comedy, which I appreciate. But I think that hopefully the score might give it a little bit more heft of kind of a superhero with high stakes. So I'm hoping that combination will kind of elevate the sequel past just a sequel status. So that was kind of what intrigued me about it. You've, You've heard the music. Hans's music for it, right? No, I haven't. In the yeah, no, no, no. What's in the trailer is oh, okay. Hans's music, yeah, yeah. the Super Bowl trailer, which is if I would have never guessed in eight thousand years that that was Hans Zimmer. Sounds like it's a news very, theme. <laughs> kind of. I mean, it's very, very lively and upbeat. It's the antithesis of what he's done in recent years. Um, and so I'm interested in it. I don't, I mean, it seems like it's going to fit. Right. So I'm interested. I'm interested. I don't know if it's going to be good or not, but it, it. I'm interested. Yeah. I mean, you, I mean, if they had gone that same route with Spider-Man, I would have been a little bit disappointed if it was more weighty, heavy, you know, I mean, that's not, I mean, I wouldn't have ever said that for Superman. So there's my problem. This is all people cause... wearing tights running around in cities. So really the, the heavy tone is odd. 
Yeah, it's never felt quite right. Well, for Batman, it makes sense. Sure. It really does make sense. Yeah, he's got black tights, but... so at least it's... <laughs> so that's okay. It makes sense. doesn't make sense for Superman. It never will. Spider-Man, it wouldn't make sense either. Um, so I'm glad. I mean, when they announced that, because guess who? James Horner was supposed to be doing that, and then no, and then Hans Zimmer were like, what? Yeah. And so my first thought was, oh, man, another, you know, weighty. He's going to sample who knows what the strings and make it sound like spider webs and who knows what he's going to do this time, you know? Um, so to hear that kind of playful, lively um, music is kind of, like, Oh, well that's different. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's good to hear that he's not going the full on weighty approach, but on the other hand, I feel like his theme is essentially trying to do the same thing that Horner's did, but not doing it nearly as well. Eh, yeah. It's similar. It's similar. It's similar in tone, which on the one hand I appreciate, but on the other hand, you know, why would you get rid of Horner if you just wanted to keep something with the same vibe? Oh, well, who you know? knows? Who knows the politics of of that? I kind like of, that score, of those though. kinds of shiftings. Yeah, I mean, and there's a lot of stuff that happened within that score too. Um, that um, that's what makes it sound different than most Horner scores. Richard, you've been quiet. Are you looking forward to this Zimmer score? Uh, yes. Because I always hold out hope that Zimmer will go back to the days when I loved him more than anybody. Yeah. But you've heard the music he's done that they've released yeah. so far? Yeah, it's okay. I mean, yeah. I, I really liked James Horner's main theme. So I would mm -hmm. have been okay with him re returning. But uh, yeah, if, yeah. if okay. Hans Zimmer can pull it out of the bag, then I'm very happy. All right. And Kristen, you love Hans Zimmer. Really, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so did you hear what he did for... Have you heard the bit that's available? Yes. Are you... <laughs> it's different. Does he get any credit there? It's a bit. I mean, when I heard when I heard the bit for Superman, I was... I thought maybe this is a new leap oh. he's turning. Perhaps this will be oh. the Hans Zimmer I like. And... <laughs> Then the drums, the never-ending drums. <laughs> now you've ruined everything because you're. I felt the same way when I saw the, the Man of Steel trailer. I mean, I liked the music as it fit in the trailer. It was perfect for the trailer. And it should have stayed there. And now uh, this music that I've heard for Spider-Man trailer, I like too. So He's going to do it to I'm us again, man. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm skeptical. Ah. Uh, Good. I've always been skeptical. <laughs> That's your role. Yep. That's your role. It's safer. Um, it's well, safer. I like I like this work for Batman and Superman. So you know. We know. <laughs> <laughs> the, he has fans. He does. Oh, he, he has, he a has lot fans. Of them. He Believe has me. Fans. I mean, hey, Batman trilogy. I'm all. I'm down with it. All of them. I love them. Um, no complaints. Or a few complaints, yeah. uh, but Superman's not Batman. Uh, so, with that, let's talk about Godzilla. Yeah, <laughs> just suffice it to say, there'll be a lot of talk about that score, no matter what. Um, the the Spider Man score when that comes out. So, uh, just brace yourself. Um, yeah, Godzilla. Now, I'm still recovering from that announcement. Mm. Uh, Alexander Depla, I have serious. Um, not questioning his ability, but 
this film it just doesn't feel like his genre. Oh, I can't wait. I think he's going to surprise us pleasantly. I have I have a good feeling about I it. I hope that he does. I think he has the ability to, to surprise us. He's I mean, but like when oh, I yeah. first when I first heard that it was Dave Bobby on this, I just I had the same gut reaction as I had when I heard Thomas Newman announced for Skyfall. Just wrong. Not the right composer. Not hmm. the right sound. I mean, his his sound does not match that. Yeah. And what'd you say, Kristen? Because it's wrong is why I'm looking forward to it because this because i'm very interested to see what he does with a new genre to see how he adapts Hmm. or makes it his own exactly and look at it this way he's at that point he will have gone one full month without having a score out in theaters (laughs) so he's had so much time (laughs) he only put like two scores out last year Exactly. Like I mean, he's been really lazy, and I think that this is an opportunity for him to <laughs> come back to the standards that we're used to. Double digit but score guys of the year. And gals, when I think about Rise of the Guardians and uh, the Golden. See, Compass, there's your first problem. You think of those. <laughs> but those were things that he had not done before, and I've heard similar things that oh, he's doing something new, and yay! Mm-hmm. And then in the end, I was like, yeah, Wes Anderson. There's your man. But did he have a whole month to work on those scores? <laughs> I think I have no, no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. But but the tone that that trailer sets up, that teaser, that's a just a that is a perfect. Oh teaser. my god, I love yeah, that, that was teaser. a really yeah. amazing, amazing. That that the Penderecki music is just like ah, oh, I would hate to be the composer on that movie after that. That's that teaser it was just so perfect the interesting thing as everyone's the interesting thing to me yeah. is that i you know i heard that they were making another godzilla and my reaction was the same as most people's like why why again why so yeah. soon and then that teaser yeah. rolled around and i was like yep that's yep absolutely i'm there yeah day one no problem because it it yeah. like in that one teaser and this again i'm hoping it's not one of those battle la type scenarios right um but i'm you know i'm hoping because if the whole film is actually of that caliber, then it's going to be awesome. It's going to be something that's actually competitive with the legacy of Godzilla films that came before, minus the mm-hmm. 1998 one, which is not. I mean, I enjoyed it, but it's it's crap. So, oh man, it's great score though. Horrid, horrid. Uh, Danny Elfman was Elfman. No, no Arnold. David Arnold. Arnold. David Arnold. Yeah, yeah, it was Arnold. That's great. You know, it, it. it was a good score. David Arnold, really, really good score. That. Yeah, it was all right. I'm I'm not the base David Arnold fan. You guys know that, <laughs> right? Um, right. You don't like. Uh, okay. It wasn't as cheesy as ID4, and so I, you know, I, I'd listen to that over ID4 any day. Um, we need more I'm cheesy. Sad that there's days. more of that coming. No, not that kind. Yes, I, we do. I don't like that. No, you can. We're missing it so much. I <laughs> need it back. You can, you can re-listen. Uh, <laughs> any other thoughts on Godzilla, Richard? You looking forward to that? Yes, one of the best trailers I've Are seen you? in a long time. Are you looking forward to the score? Oh, I th- okay. Sorry, I'm putting in the film. That's um, the one I'm hesitant about. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little... Uh-huh. I'm not sure. I'm hesitant. I'm hesitant. I kind of have the same feelings about it as I did for Skyfall. Like, on the one hand, don't know if this is the right choice. On the other hand, this could be something, like, really sort of I did, I, out of the ordinary. I wasn't, too, I wasn't too hesitant about Skyfall. It's like, okay, let's see what Thomas Newman does. But I'm not feeling that way for this. I'm kind of like, Okay, let's see what he does. 
That's how I feel. Um, X Men: Days of Future Past. I'm assuming John Ottman. I haven't seen that. Yeah, I, I've, uh, it is John Ottman. Yes. I'm pretty sure. I think we know what we're gonna get there. I'm, I would, I would kind of wish Henry Jackman was still on it. To be honest, because I really like that sound that he created. It is Brian Singer is going to be John Ottman? Exactly. Brian Singer is pretty much the I only just... person keeping John Ottman in work these days. <laughs> No, not true. He um, is I just scoring, listened to nonstop. He's scoring nonstop. Yeah. <laughs> pun and no pun intended. Starring Liam um, Neeson. <laughs> and it's not very good. Ah. It's not a good Did not think it would be. It's just an electronic. Although the first track you might like if you like the Aerobor theme. It is the Aerobor theme played electronically. <laughs> and it's like, what? There's something I never I mean, needed to the, hear. In the first minute, I'm like, you know, the the two step just scaling up, scaling up. And I'm like, is it really going to keep doing? And it does. <laughs> you know, it's slightly different, but it's like, it's inescapable. Anyone who knows the Airborne theme from The Hobbit, you're going to be like, what? And then and then at least I listened to half of it, half of the score. You, you don't hear it again. It just, it's all electronic, like whatever's. Um, but uh, yeah, so John Ottman, we know he can do a good X Men score. We know that. Eh, I wasn't a big fan of X2. Really? Mm. Wow, okay. And I actually uh, haven't been a big fan of most that. of his superhero scores, and he's had, I think, more shots at it than he deserved. Superman Returns was Superman pretty Returns? good. Superman Returns was pretty yeah. good. Uh, he, 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 I, 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 I like how he sort of tiptoed around the Williams stuff, but Fantastic Four did nothing for me, and yeah, X2 was not much no, better. Those were not good. Oh, well, I would say it's better than Fantastic Four stuff. A good, a, a good it's a bit place. I wish they'd get John Powell back yeah well keep wishing yeah. <laughs> um, any other thoughts about that was that on your list Allison? no it wasn't okay. sorry well, only, <laughs> only, that's okay no 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 worries I don't have it in front of me I meant to bring that's the okay. article up okay. before but man we're only halfway through the year we need to speed up okay Maleficent James Newton Howard yeah, I was looking forward to it just because I miss having a James Newton Howard score. Yeah. After yeah. Earth. Oh. I like that. I like that score. Okay, it's not mm-hmm. great. It's okay. I like that movie. No, you didn't, didn't like that movie. Like, I no, did. you didn't. I I watched it expecting to hate it because that's all I ever heard, and I was like, "What's wrong with this movie?" Oh my god! It's not nearly as b- the accents were horrible, but outside of those fake accents like okay i've seen worse a lot worse um anyway that's last year um so you guys liking what you see with Maleficent? i don't think we've heard any of the score yet but it is james newton howard it should be presentable i can't quite tell anything about the film from the trailer i'm not really sure what kind of tone they're trying to set it's true it's kind of creepy but i'm not sure if it's like intentionally creepy or it's just creepy i it's i'm not sure I feel like they're Not going that to like in the Snow White and the Huntsman type vibe. Really... I'm thinking that big battle they show, I'm like, oh, so that's going to be that. Okay. But I don't know. It's James Newton Howard. You just, he can just, he can just, he can just blow your mind or lull you to sleep more recently. Um, June, Edge of Tomorrow. Uh, I got Christoph one more for May. Oh, okay. Uh, a Million Ways to Die in the West. Um, Seth MacFarlane's uh, comedy western, but the score's by Joel McNeely. Oh. Yay! Oh, I saw I saw the trailer. It looks horrid, but the 
but the score by Joel McNeely? Yep. That might be something. About time. Yeah. He doesn't get nearly enough work. But it's going to be a comedic Western score. It'll be like City Slickers. <laughs> Have you heard those yeah. by Mark Scheiman? They're really good. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. Um, but he can do so much more than that, but he never gets a chance to. I'm looking forward to it. If he, I mean, if he, if he, if he does the, the comedy route of playing it dead straight, we could be in for a really good Western score. It's possible. You're right. It's possible. Um, June, Edge of Tomorrow. I'm just going to read the, th- the three I have listed, and we can talk about any of them. Edge of Tomorrow by Christoph Beck. I Train Your Dragon 2 by John Powell. And Transformers, Age of Extinction by Steve Jablonski. What do you guys say? Uh, How to Train Your Dragon 2? You might give dragon. that a listen. How to Train Your Dragon 2. Woohoo, Powell! <laughs> <laughs> Probably the most anticipated score of the year, I think. Probably. Yeah. Safe to say. Yeah. Yes. I think. Yes. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. There's nothing else comes close. If it's going to be anything like the first one, then everything else is just filler. <laughs> I just, I, I dearly hope it's different enough from the first one. Yeah. I re- that's my yeah, one fear. I was just going to say, I don't want it to be just like it, but I mean, if we can have an, like a Kung Fu Panda 2 from Kung Fu Panda iteration, that would, yeah, that would be amazing. That same sort of. That would blow my mind. I would, I would have to, like, take a week off work just to listen and we have to break the rating scale yeah well god knows he's had long enough to work on (laughs) it should be freaking mine i hope that's what and the trailers look great trailers are great uh richard how to train your how to train your dragon yeah it's not my most anticipated but uh, what is uh, the crossing by taro iwashiro Okay. Because it's a John Woo movie, <laughs> and Red oh, is it? was the first tarot score I ever heard. Oh, that that was the first yeah, one, really? and I absolutely loved it. Okay, so I'm hoping, hoping it's good. Not that it doesn't. Not that they don't all sound very, very similar. Yeah, they do. But I just love that style. So, what I don't even know what the crossing is about. Um, is that it's it, about is it released in the U.S. or a Chinese, Chinese film, Hong Kong film? Uh, it's about people crossing from China to Taiwan. For some oh. reason, uh, three, three, three couples. Oh, oh, it's not like a mass no, exodus. It's it's like just, okay. Japanese, Korean, and Chinese people. Huh, that sounds interesting. Okay, and it's his first film. That's your most anticipated for most the entire year. I, and maybe. Wow. Well, maybe interstellar because it's Christopher Nolan. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> and I love him. Um. No one's brought up Transformers: Age of Extinction. I did you expect them to? <laughs> I d- I really did. Steve Jablonski's back. My only question is: Is it really going to be the Age of Extinction, or will there be another one after, <laughs> <laughs> after this? That's, that's I read it as it taking an age for it to go extinct. <laughs> <laughs> like we've been in the Age of Extinction for the last. Yeah. Decade. The second one was just so disappointing. Film or score? Third one? <laughs> yeah. And the third one, too. So it's. Yeah. The first yeah. one is still a very uh, pleasant listen on album, it though. Is. Like, it's a very oh, yeah. guilty pleasure type of thing. So I, I keep hoping that we'll come back to that 
uh, musically at least. But I yeah. I don't know. I'm my I've hopes are not. Lost a lot of faith in Steve Jablonski over the last couple of years. <laughs> yeah, it's sad because he's very talented, but uh, he can do such good I... stuff. I liked Ender's Game. I know it's not great, but I liked it. I liked it. Ender Ge- Ender's Game too. I thought I Yay, thought it was very you. thoughtful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's not the word I, I, I liked the movie. I'm gonna buy the Blu-ray and watch the movie and enjoy the score. I I really like I I enjoy, I didn't think I was gonna. I actually like haven't it, seen the film yet. Oh yeah, no. is it worth it? Did, did, I'd say it's, yes. Did you read? It's I didn't very read the book, interesting so. if you've read the book because it's. There are distinct differences and there are subplots that are left out and it's very compressed. It makes me want to read the books because I heard about what they left out. I'm like, oh, wow. But they could have never made that into one movie. No. They should have just planned a trilogy and just done Mm -hmm. it because the material's there. Just like The Hobbit. It it subverted my expectations. I I mean, things happened that I just... I mean, one thing, yes, but then some other things I was like, oh, I did not see that coming. Um so yeah, I'd say it's it's definitely worth a rental at the very least. Ah, rental, yeah, that doesn't exist anymore in Canada. <laughs> well, I actually, there the, we can't mean? rent movies anymore, any except on iTunes. I mean, obviously, but yeah, yeah, digitally you can. No, no, digitally we can. Okay, yeah, no, not. I mean, gosh, I don't remember Blockbuster. You rented a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I remember. Uh, well. Actually, this is a funny aside. When I was. Um, I went to a launch party for the Xbox One a, a little while back, and they had, you know, the Dead Rising zombie people out there to keep us company. And one of them was wearing a Blockbuster shirt, and I thought that was awesome. Nice. Nice. One of the zombies. It's very good. Very nice. <laughs> yes, those days are fondly remembered. Except for when you go into the thing, see all of the all the VHS tapes on the wall, and like, oh, yes, I can get one. And then there's, like, none. They're all empty, or there's none behind them. You know how they used to yeah. have mm-hmm. the actual movies behind. That was such such heartbreak every weekend. Um, all right, let's move on to July. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and Jupiter Ascending, both by Michael. GK. Now, why did they lose Doyle he... for the Planet of the Apes? Because the director they changed the directors. Yeah. They changed directors. Yeah, I don't know how that's gonna go. We'll see. I like Doyle's. Yeah. I, I thought it was yeah, it was I a good like score. It wasn't like wow, but it was it was um it was it did the job. I liked right? that film a lot and I thought Doyle's score was was quite appropriate. I mean, it just it fit like a glove. So uh yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I But I can that. see Giacchino working with this with Planet of the Apes universe as well. Yeah, it's true. It's true. He can I think so. I think. I mean, I can't remember any thematic material from the first one. Um, not at all. Not off the top of my head. So that's maybe good thing for Michael Chikino that he has doesn't or Gicino. He have to remember that. Um, but two in one month. Um, Jupiter ascending. I'm really looking the forward trailer. to that. I am too. So am I. Yeah. Ugh. The casting has got me concerned. <laughs> Very concerned. The movie itself, the premise of the movie looks amazing. Wachowskis love what they do. But the casting, I'm just like, what? So, it takes me so out of both of them. Um, what's his you face? Don't, you don't what's believe in Channing Tatum? <laughs> no. I mean, he looks like an elf. If we don't believe thing, him, in so him enough, will he maybe stop being Will he movie? go away? <laughs> 
has Sean Bean he's in just... it. Well, he's oh, just going to die, though. He's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, that's funny. Uh, that is really funny. Yeah, the casting just doesn't work for me. Maybe, maybe it'll maybe it'll work when I see it. But well, you know the they'd trailer, like to I'm work like, with mm. relative unknowns, like Matrix. I mean, you know when Matrix. Those guys aren't unknown. Yeah, okay. Not at all. That that's that's what's bring. That, I'm sure that. Well, I'm not sure. I'm betting they cast him because, like, man, we got to get some people in to see this. Uh, I mean, it does feel like two he's... leads for a rom com, so it's a little weird oh, for sure. Most definitely, most definitely. I mean, he's not the to me. He's not the greatest actor in the world. So I'm not. I just don't quite get what the fascination is, aside from his looks. I guess. I'm like, I don't because get he it. can dance. Um, I'm kidding. I don't know. Is that? <laughs> oh, if there's a dance number in this thing, <laughs> then okay. And and what's her face is just a little. She doesn't have enough going on. What's her Mila name? Mila Kunis. Mila Kunis. Mila Kunis. Yeah, she just doesn't have enough going on. I, she's just kind of there. Um, but we'll, well see. Except, except for in Oz the Great and Powerful, where she was awful. Yeah. She can't pull off yeah. a Wicked Witch. I'm sorry. Ah, she's just Meg now. Meg? <laughs> Family guy. Okay. Oh, yeah. TV. <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> um, but the score, you know, uh, Michael? Yeah, the, Wachow- sure the Wachowskis have interesting scores. They do. It, won't, it will not be plain... Uh, filler kind of nondescript Certainly stuff. Not. I, that's my, that's my thought anyway. Um, any other thoughts on July? Or either of those movies? Uh, or any other? Planes Two. Seriously, is it Mark? <laughs> it Mancina? is Mark Mancina again. Okay, then I'm, I'm in with. I, I'm in for that. I'm not going to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going. I'm not going to get close to it with a ten foot pole, other than the score. But <laughs> yeah. And then there's Hercules with with Dwayne the Rock. Oh yeah, I meant to bring that one up too. Is that in July? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Still no. Only reason I bring it, bring it up is because it's Brett Ratner, and the last Brett Matt, Brett last Brett Ratner movie I saw was X Men Three, and it had one of the best scores ever conceived. And so I'm hopeful. Oh, I wish he would get John Powell, but he won't. Exactly. I, That's what I I'm don't know. About. I mean, Brett Ratner kind of. Can you see John Powell scoring a Hercules film? That would just be crazy. Trying to think, who else has Brett Ratner worked with? I mean, he did the Rush Hour movies, but I don't think Lalo yeah, Schifrin's going to be not doing be Christoph <laughs> Beck. Not, a, a jazz score for Hercules. That would be pretty awesome. <laughs> Christoph Beck? Tower Heist, Christoph? Oh, yeah, Tower Heist. That was really boring. Oh, yeah. God. Was that Brett Ratner? I yeah. didn't know that. Okay. Well, there you are. Um, August, Guardians of the Galaxy. Tyler yes. Bates. And Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Brian Tyler. Wow, that could be confusing to say. Tyler Bates and Brian Tyler. I didn't know Brian Tyler was doing the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. I would like to hear that one. Because he did a very good job with um, uh, the Prime, Transformers Prime. Transformers Prime. Yeah, you know, he's good with the kitty stuff. Yeah, he does the superhero thing, animated hero kind of thing pretty well, yeah. I'm actually more interested in seeing how the movie a... itself turns out. Didn't they leak some images or something like that that were very quickly yeah. taken back down? Yanked down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They did. I mean, that's that's. I was not raised in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle era, so I have no real affinity for it. It was always just weird. I'm like, what? They're what? 
And so I know they have a big following, though. So, you know. Guardians of the Galaxy, anybody? Uh, trepidation is what I have for yeah. that. It concerns me. <laughs> <laughs> um, the film, the score, or both? Mostly the score. Both. Kristen. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I didn't hear that. That's okay, but both. Yeah. In August, in August release doesn't bode well. and That's true. Um, yeah, I'm unsure about Bates. Yeah. What did you say, Richard? Did you hear his Killzone score? Tyler yeah. Bates? He did the new one. I thought, I thought someone else did that. No, it was him. Some guy from, some British guy, no? Apparently not. <clears throat> but it's really bad. Really wait, 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 wait! They kicked, they kicked George Demand off the yeah. latest Killzone. Why the hell would they do that? Yeah, wasn't, yeah, it wasn't him. There was someone else. I thought it was someone else. Tyler Bates. Bates. I heard it was Lorne Bell, and then I heard, finally, it was Tyler Bates. And it was. <laughs> They're just like going down the ladder. Wow. He gets a lot of work. He gets a lot of work. Um, I with every every title that comes out, I don't know why. I just keep rooting for him. <laughs> I just keep... Because he keeps getting attached to things that I want to be good, I guess. Chris, be part of the solution, not part of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just keep... I don't know. I have to you play know? devil's advocate here and say that his God of War score wasn't that bad. It was okay. It was okay. It was, it was pretty much what you would expect, and it was okay. But I keep holding hope out that just sometime... And man, there's a lot you could do with this film. There's so much you could do with it. I just, I just hope. Yeah, and and then there are those those weird uh, like that weird thing I heard about how the directors like playing the score live while they're shooting and yeah. having everyone like choreographed yeah. to it or something. Having them act to the score. Which is bizarre. Yeah, it's awesome. I like it. I like it. I mean, man, that score better work really well in that film at, as the end result of doing all that business. It should be a really good marriage between the two. Otherwise, it'll be very disappointing. All right, let's move on. I don't have anything in September and October, which is kind of sad, but probably will end up being the two best months of the year <laughs> with all of the surprise hits that come out in, in the well, fall. Well, October's going uh, to see Gone Girl, which is Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Oh, yay. Yeah, that one's on my list now. I don't even know anything about Gone what? Girl. It's David Fincher. Well, it's based Isn't on a book by Gillian Flynn, and it's about these two really messed up people, and <laughs> <laughs> and what happens when one of them goes missing. Um, so it's Gone Girl with a dragon tattoo. <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> but musically, that might be what we get. Uh, it sounds like ripe for that style of score, obviously. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, really interested in seeing what happens i've been following this production pretty closely because oh, i like you? the book okay. a lot um and is that the sound that you envision when you read the book is that the vibe you got uh yeah i mean it's this type of thing is right up fincher's alley and okay they seem to be his team of choice right now so and he's always had that kind of sound i mean the fight club he went with dust brothers so mm -hmm. i i think okay. it'll work that's in october that's in october hmm. okay 
Okay. Well, Expendables three is something. Out. Is Brian Tyler yet again? Um, I think so. Um, I don't know. Yeah, that's. Me... I mean, that's, that's back in August <laughs> again as well. Yes, that's oh, Brian it? Tyler, and he's also doing Fast and Furious seven, which is coming out in the summer also. Okay. He's busy, oh, he's busy back. as usual. As usual. He's yes. Luke... No more Lucas Vidal on that, huh? Okay. Um, yeah, well, I, I guess I'm into the Fast and Furious, see what he does there, but, but, um, whatchamacallit, um, The Expendables is kind of autopilot-y, you know, it's just kind of the same stuff. Yeah. Um, wasn't really impressed with it. I mean, it's good, solid, but, now, is it true they're coming out with a spinoff for, for the, like, women stars of the eight, of the 80s, called The Ex Expendables? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I'm not it's even making that up. I, re I read that somewhere. <laughs> Expend the bell, and I saw like you know it was all the like these famous actresses from the '80s. That's terrible. You guys haven't heard about that, huh? Maybe he'll maybe he'll score that too. Expend the bells. You heard it here first. <laughs> or, um, all right, let's go to November then. Interstellar, Hans Zimmer, and The Hunger Games: Mocking Jay Part One, assuming James Newton Howard. Thoughts? I'm not so sure about either of those. I mean, the whole Hans Zimmer, Chris Nolan thing has never really been my personal favorite collaboration, I guess. And James Newton Howard's Hunger Games has failed to be particularly interesting up until now, and it doesn't look like it's going to change. Mm -hmm. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to all Christopher Nolan things. Except for things he produces called Man of Steel. But outside <laughs> of that, I really like Christopher Nolan's stuff. And, you know, Hans Zimmer doing space. Has he done space before? Other than Krypton? I can't think of a Probably space not as like Zimmer. entirely focused in space as this one will be. That could be very interesting. That could be that could give him some new something new or to go for <laughs> <laughs> or not. Well, did you hear the uh, the music in the teaser was by him? Yeah. Was it? But it was, it was like this oh. is like this sort of minimalist organ like Philip Glass thing. Yeah, yeah. I would have never have guessed. No, no, it was him apparently. <laughs> wow. Hmm. Okay, I'll go back and re-listen to that. Um, if that's what it's going to be. It's kind of interesting that his movies seem to have the music really early that they can release it in teasers and trailers and whatnot. I kind of like that. The concept, anyway. Um, Hunger Games, anyone? I, I still didn't see the last one, even though everybody and their grandpa Oh, it's it. really good. Uh, Surprised me how good it was. I have no desire to see it. I have no desire. The first one disappointed me so much. I was just like, it's yeah, too. I'm done with that. Yeah, huh? It's terrible. You told me that? <laughs> It's an awful movie. I like the movie. I, I didn't really care for the score. Yeah. I like the Horn of Plenty or whatever <laughs> that one thing is called. I like that theme. Horn of, what's it called? Horn the of Horn Plenty, of yeah. Gandalf. What's <laughs> Horn of Plenty? I like that, but that's about it. And I don't know. I just saw the trailer for the, the second one, and I was like, this is more of the same. Actually, it? it's, I, I did watch the second one, and actually I kind of liked it. It does, really? it does a lot Richard of world liked building. It. A Chris, lot of here's world the thing. Like, the first one was... Actually, the second one is not better than the first one, but 
the material, the stuff that happens during the second one is more interesting. I'd say it's a lot better, based on the script hmm. and the direction. I guess so. Like, the direction is more solid in the second one. I didn't feel that there was a big... A different director, yeah. right? Though. Okay. I mean, they got rid of some of well, that annoying shaky it's cam a... stuff. Thank yeah, they God. did. That's true. Okay, well, maybe when it comes out on Netflix or something, I'll watch it. Um, but the score, meh, you know. I'm not. I don't know if he's building up to something big for part one and two, but did the score like advance much from the first? Uh, really, it took a couple steps forward and a couple steps back. You could say, like there, there's, there's more action music in it, but the album is like twice as long and there's like a ton of dead spots on it. Wow, it's there. It's serviceable at best. Okay. Did you say something, Allison? Oh, about I was that? just agreeing that it, it didn't really do too much new or different. It had moments, but overall. Yeah. I'm okay. I'm this is well, like James Newton Howard's first big series that he's had to work on and I'm I'm kinda disappointed that he hasn't, you know. That's true. You brought that up before that this is his first franchise. And there's not much going on no. with it. As much as it could be. Yeah, that is kinda sad. Uh, well, you know, there's two more. Unless they want to split the second part two A and part two B <laughs> and get a couple couple more movies out of it. Um, we'll see. Um, any others in November? There's one I'm looking at right now on Wikipedia. It's a it's a World War II movie called Fury, and it's scored by Stephen mm-hmm. Price. Oh. Oh, really? Yeah. That could be interesting. A oh, is that the film, huh? Brad Pitt? Yeah. Brad, Brad Pitt and Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> oh, 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 wow. Wow. Interesting. Okay. That, wow. All right. I don't think I've so quickly um, gone from never having heard of something to wanting to see it to not wanting <laughs> to see it again. <laughs> Keep going down it's the cast list. It's also got the kid who plays Percy then... Jackson, if that entices oh. you. No, no, we're going downhill here. <laughs> uh, so let me guess. Brad Pitt is like the leader, the major, the captain. He's got a bunch of younger guys, and they're stranded in the Alps or something. <laughs> Brad Pitt plays a battle-hardened <laughs> army sergeant named War Daddy. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Uh, and he's got a bunch of misfit soldiers. Yep. He's commanding a tank called Fury and its five-man crew on a deadly mission behind enemy lines. What did you say his name was? War Daddy. Oh, my God. <laughs> it doesn't give a real name. War Daddy. I thought I misheard you, awesome. but no. I... <laughs> no, you didn't. That Now I want to see it. <laughs> uh, okay, and finally we get to December. <coughs> the Hobbit. There and back again. I'm sure there are others. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I know this. I know the last one was your least favorite, Edmund, but I much preferred Smaug over uh, Unexpected least Journey. And I'm looking. This series. I'm looking forward to there and back again being the best of the three. That's my expectation. Let me put it that yeah, way. Yeah, I, um, I I do have that expectation of it as well. Yeah. I don't know why, because I don't know what this movie's going to have in it. I mean, I know some things, but it's like, really? A full movie of what's left? I think there's going to be a lot of It'll be the Battle Lord of, of the Rings hours. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm looking forward 
to it. Whatever it is, score-wise, looking forward to it. Um, any other thoughts about The Hobbit? There and back again. It's wrapping up, folks. This is our last chance for Middle Earth stuff. Kristen, I know you're just... No, it's not. That. Come on, The Silmarillion. It'll take yeah. six films <laughs> in ten years. Could you imagine... <laughs> I would love it. Let's film it. Christopher Tolkien will never let the Silmarillion be filmed. No, I'm sure he won't, because it will be destroyed. You can't. That is, he, that he is he one hits. book that can't be. I mean, you could take some stories. You could take a story here and there and make that a film, but because um, there's plenty, you'd but... make a really good miniseries. I think. Yeah, you're right. Maybe you're right. It, it really would. Maybe. <laughs> This is so funny. Kristen has these just such soft little. <laughs> I I don't think it's filmable. I... They said that That's about Lord of the Rings. About... Exactly. True. And with the Hobbit, the Hobbit, they're saying, "Can it be unfilmable?" <laughs> uh, it's getting better, though. It's getting better. That's all I can say. Is there anything else in December? There's that Ridley Scott one. Guys and Oh, yeah, that's right. I meant to mention that one, too, going back to the rundown. Exodus. Um, I think story-wise, there's just a lot of potential there um, where you could, you know, I mean, it's Ridley Scott doing a biblical story, or so who knows? Um, what was the guy who did um, Prometheus? Streitenfeld. Mark Streitenfeld, yeah. Maybe he'll be teaming up with him again. Mm, but then Daniel Pemberton did The Counselor. That's true. That's true. Yeah, Ridley Scott is very unpredictable. There's potential there. That's all I can say. Oh, Tarzan 3D. I've tweeted it a couple times. If you guys have not listened to those clips on the French Amazon, I highly recommend you do. Uh, David Newman is. Those clips are fantastic. I mean, I'm listening through now. It does. It is reminiscent of other things that you may have heard before, but man, it just sounds like just great, powerful music um coming from david newman so i'm really excited about that uh any others allison do you have any others that were on your list that we didn't hit? um inherent vice with johnny greenwood i'm interested in looking forward to even though i have no idea when that movie's coming out if it's this year <laughs> oh i think it is um and that's a who's directing that is that a cohen brothers um that one is paul thomas anderson oh yeah. paul those Cohen brothers would be Carter really? Burwell. Yeah, <laughs> sure was. <laughs> there true. is a Cohen brothers film coming out called Unbroken, directed by Joe Lee, but it's written by the Cohen brothers. So I'm hoping Burwell will get something in there because we mm. haven't seen him lately. Yeah. Well, wait, Kristen, you just interviewed. He did him. the Fifth Estate in October. Um, oh, that's oh, okay. right. Oh gosh. And he's doing. Yes. Um, uh, he's doing this weird little movie that I don't know when it's coming out. Carter so. Burwell doing a weird little movie? A weird little yeah. movie? <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> no way. Can't be. Can't. Starts with um, a... Anomalisa? Uh, an- Anomalisa? Uh, what? Hmm. Not heard of that. Okay. Something for the Burwell fans. Yeah. Hmm. It's um, um. It doesn't have a release date yet. It's directed by Duke Johnson and Charlie Kaufman. It's read, written by Charlie Kaufman. Um, okay. Yeah. Hmm. 
Okay. Very good. No idea what's See? going on with it, though. <laughs> oh. Oh, is it like in delayed or something? There's, it says it's animation, but there's no other information. Animation? Yeah. And really? there's no release date set, so I oh. don't know. Okay. It looks like a Kickstarter movie. <laughs> actually, you're right. Nice. Yeah. It's a Kickstarter movie. You're actually right. Yep. Okay. Well, there you go. No wonder there's no release date. Um, did you have others, Allison? Um, the only other one was Million Dollar Arm with A.R. Rothman. I'm yeah. looking forward to that one. I, I like his That's little, you know, he infuses fun and happiness, which is cheesy to say, but sometimes no, I need I a little bit of that. And um, this movie yeah. looks like it could be entertaining. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. That was other one. Is, da- is that Danny Boyle? Danny Boyle's not doing that. Uh, directing? directing? Actually, I'm not sure. He might be. Let me actually look that up. Yeah, I put that down, too. Did I'm, you? I, 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 I generally like AR on stuff because it doesn't sound like anyone else's really, and it has a, always has a lot of life. Yeah, it's actually being directed by Craig Gillespie. Probably pronouncing that wrong. Hmm. Mm, I don't know who that is. Okay. All right. Uh, any other? Um, the only other one that kind of caught my eye when I was putting my list together was uh, Don Hemingway and the score by Ralph Kent. Um, and the only reason why I know Rolf's work is I love the theme he created for Dexter. And so the idea of him kind of mm. creating a score for um, this character intrigued me. So that one caught my eye. Rolf okay. Kent's very talented. so yeah. And he's he's looking to sort of uh, do different things with his work right now. He's been experimenting. Oh, so cool. it should be interesting. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Okay. Uh, I had a couple others down. Big Hero 6, um, Disney's, um, I think that's Disney. I don't know if that's Pixar or Disney, but um, animated feature, um, which is, I think it's taken from a Japanese manga, I think. Um, but that has potential. I don't know who's scoring that. I don't think that's been it's decided yet, but. Yeah. Is it? Oh, that's right. It is Marvel. That's right. But it's animated. Yeah. It is Disney. No yeah. So I'm looking looking forward for, to that. And then Grace of Monaco, which was pushed back. I was really looking forward to seeing that this year. I don't know if you saw the trailer. But, I mean, just it looks like it's shot on film. It's got that, that, um, that kind of classic 60s. I don't know if that's Technicolor or what that look is. But it has that look. And it looks, it, the visually looks amazing. And Christopher Gunning is doing the score. So it should be big, sweeping, melodic, maybe a little jazzy here and there. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. I hope they actually release it as planned in May. Um, so anything from anyone else that we didn't talk about? Something that's coming out in 2014. I've got one. Uh Okay. Sorry, I'll go. Um, doesn't have a release date yet, but Journey Three. Is it? I, I it's, they say 2014. But they don't have a release date, which makes me wonder whether it'll get pushed back into like February 2015. I feel like it's probably a placeholder. Yeah. Hmm. If it does come out in 2014, say, then I'm definitely looking forward to it because it's Lockington and Lockington. 
is I'm good with that, no matter what it is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hopefully, he advances things a little bit, you know, from this from the last one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Christian, was that you? It was. Um, I'm not sure exactly when it's going to come out, and I haven't seen anything on any boards about it except for the film score monthly composer assignment sheets and we have henry jackman doing something called marvel's infinity um is that a game i i have no idea brian tyler was originally assigned to it and then the next month Hmm. it was assigned to henry jackman so i'm Hmm. Okay. I'm mostly curious about what this is, um, whether it's an animated tie-in or a game or what. Because but... isn't there a Disney Infinity game? Well, yeah. the entire thing that's, that these films are, move, that are moving towards are the Infinity Stones. They've been collecting them. So oh, I, maybe it's Yeah, else. so I'm wondering how this ties into all of that. Because Thor 2 involved in Infinity Stone. Guardians of the Galaxy is going yeah. to involve an Infinity Stone. So yeah. I would like to know where this is going. Yeah, that's 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 wild. Marvel mm-hmm. Infinity. Okay. And so now Henry... Jo- and that's for this year? I have year? no idea when it is. I haven't seen any other information on it. So I don't know whether it's this year or 2015 or what is going on with it. And it's driving okay. me crazy seeing it on the assignment sheet and not knowing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you will find out sooner. Didn't you? Who, did you just interview him, Henry Jackman, or that was last year? I we were trying to get him for Captain Phillips, but it never worked out. And I'm oh, hoping okay. they will assign me to him again for Captain America, since I seem to be their Marvel girl. Ah, okay. Very cool. Um, any others from anyone? There's a musical I'm kind of interested in uh, called Into the Woods. It's Disney about oh, uh, yeah. Witch, Meryl Streep. Is it the song a... time? Yeah, it's song time, it's time now. Time, yeah. Oh, <laughs> so um, I, I don't know who would score it. I mean, you know, musicals. Oh, song time. Song, song time. Right? <laughs> <laughs> No, Hans Zimmer's taking that project over. <laughs> but that sounds interesting. Uh, I have not even heard a whiff of that. When it that's this that, it's this year's supposed to come on December uh, on Christmas, Christmas release. Oh, on Christmas. Okay, all right, that makes sense. It has Johnny Depp that and Meryl Streep. Johnny, really? Okay. Um, and Chris Pine. Okay, well. As Cinderella's oh, prince. Oh gosh! <laughs> I thought you were wow, gonna say as Cinderella. Really... <laughs> oh, that twist! That really killed me right there. Wow. Uh, okay. As we wrap up, just so our audience knows, if you want to be able to find more information about movies that are coming out in 2014 or uh, soundtracks and scores that are coming out in 2014, there's a few sites you can look at. One. Very good one is called filmmusicrep.com. Lots of good information uh, there. Uh, you can you, they often post uh, as soon as things are announced. Um, you can find out there first what composer's doing what project, and I think you can get through about mid-year uh, in terms of 
certain assignments for certain scores. So check out filmmusicrep.com. Also, soundtrack.net has a, a section for upcoming soundtracks uh, as well. And then, of course, if you want to find just what movies are coming out in 2014, IMDb, of course, Wikipedia, and movieinsider.com all have uh, our great resources for that. So with that, I think that's going to wrap us up, guys and gals. Allison Loring, thank you so much for taking such a big hunk of your evening. Oh, no problem. And Thanks for having me. It was it was our pleasure. We hope to have you again. And, Definitely. Uh, where can people find and follow you online? They can find my writing at filmschoolrejects.com and voice.fan.tv. And you can find me online on Twitter at Allison Loring. Awesome. And Kristen Romanelli, it's great having you as always. You just okay. did an interview, I know, today. And, yes. Um, with, where can people... With Mary Gold. So I'm very excited about that. Okay. Um, I can be found... Um, the easiest place to find me is Twitter, at Watcher Junior, which is still subject to change. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> through another identity crisis. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my writing can be found at FSM Online mag.com oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I know you've infected me she almost me. got it wrong herself <laughs> uh, awesome it's confusing well, we'll... <laughs> it is it is very confusing um, well we always love having you on and look forward to having you on again real soon too uh, Richard where can people find and follow you um, on twitter at monkey butler man Awesome. Still haven't got the story behind that yet. Edmund, where can people find and follow you? Uh, Twitter at Edmund Minerts, or um, if you're familiar with message boards at Main Titles and Film Tracks, I'm there all the time as well. Awesome. Helen San, where can people find and follow you? At Helen San. That's it. And that would be Twitter. <laughs> Twitter that would be Twitter, right. just in yeah, case. I have no website. <laughs> They're like, we're anything. at Helen San, but she's not here. <laughs> on Twitter. Twitter, yes. <laughs> okay. And Marius, where can people find and follow you? Uh, I'm, <clears throat> I'm also... Uh, <clears throat> thank you, Winter. <laughs> He's choked up about uh, it. <laughs> um, I'm uh, also on Twitter at Mathazar, M-A-T-H-A-Z-Z-A-R, or Z if you're one of ours. One of yours. <laughs> <laughs> People who speak uh, real English. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. Um, well, thanks to all of our wonderful listeners uh, for hanging in. And we'd love to hear from you as we talked about earlier. And you can let us know what you think about 2014 and the year upcoming uh, at soundcastattractions.com. You can use our SpeakPipe uh, widget to leave us a voicemail if you're so inclined. Or you can hit us up at Twitter, at TrackSounds, also on Facebook. Uh, facebook.com slash track sounds we're on google plus as well and uh youtube there's all kinds of ways for you to get a hold of us let us know what you thought of the show and what you're expecting for the year of 2014 so until we are on again and the q awards are coming soon uh so stay tuned for that um our our look our real look back at 2013 where we do our annual awards um that's in process now so please be on the lookout for that but until our next Soundguys episode, we want to thank you for listening and we want to say, may the notes be with you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, God. The wind's coming up and the glass is falling. What's coming to you? What's coming to you? The storm is coming up and the glass is falling.